Welcome to another episode of Heart Meets Mind, a podcast dedicated to unpacking deep thoughts about Christianity, the church, worship, and other cultural issues that involve the day-to-day life of the believer. This is your host, Lee Nicole, and I am so excited to share with you how Christian worship is both personal and corporate. Before we start, make sure you have listened to our past episodes on defining Christian worship, since this will be the last one that we're going to be talking about a specific part of our definition. And speaking of our definition, let's start by reviewing what Christian worship is. Christian worship is the ongoing personal and corporate response to the triune God as he reveals himself through his word. This response is characterized by a transformed, sacrificial life of obedience where the worshiper's mind's attention and heart's affections are focused on and directed towards praising Christ for the glory of God the Father through the power of the Holy Spirit. At the end of each episode, we have talked about how the different aspects of Christian worship like the Trinity, the revelation response pattern or the ongoing aspect of it impacts our personal worship, but also our corporate worship. And especially the last three episodes, we have had a heavy emphasis on our personal worship because we have talked about attitude, actions, transformation, sacrifice, and obedience. And I think it is very easy for us to see how those aspects of worship can affect our personal time with God and our personal devotion and worship because it directly involves us, our hearts, and our minds. But sometimes we are not aware that the corporate aspect of worship is as important as our personal worship. If we think of worship only through the lens of personal worship, we tend to think we don't need the church or that church is optional because we have a consistent, quiet time with God when we're at home, or we can go also to the other side and think that church is there to satisfy me, to satisfy my needs, my wants, and my preferences. And this is even more true now when we have the means to stay home and watch church online. So this is a side note. Technology has been a great tool to reach those who cannot by any means go and gather with other believers physically. But unfortunately, it has brought some consequences too on how believers think about the role of the church and their part in it. And this will be the topic in our next season, so stay tuned. Anyways, the side note ends right here. So, as Christians are being transformed through the Word of God, to live in a radical, sacrificial, obedient way, to express their personal worship to the Lord. The reality is that God has called them to worship alongside other believers. This third dimension of Christian worship is the cultic ritual in a corporate setting. In our other episodes, we talked about two dimensions of worship. One of that was worship as attitude, And we talked about the importance of attitude and action. And the next uh, dimension was worship as a physical gesture. But today, the focus would be on that third dimension, worship as a cultic ritual. 
In the New and Old Testament, the people of God came together at a mountain, the tabernacle, the temple, synagogues, and houses to grow spiritually, to serve each other, to serve the Lord, and to praise God. Nowadays, the church has the same purpose. The body of believers gathers to hear the word of God, to serve God and each other with their spiritual gifts, and to praise God for who he is and what he has done. And before we dive into the biblical basis for corporate worship, I want us to consider our terminology first. We have all adopted the phrase, go to church. And often when we think about going to church, we think about going to a building, whether it is a house, a chapel, an auditorium, or even an outside tent, we think the church is somewhere we go to. But I would like to propose a different way to think about it. Instead of saying, let's go to church, how about if we say, let's go and be the church? And here's why. Listen to the words in Ephesians 2, 18-22. For through him we both have access in one spirit to the Father. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone, and listen to this, in whom the whole structure being joined together, grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him you are also being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. When we are saved, we are brought into the household of God, where we have brothers and sisters in Christ. We are never alone again. God gave us a family, but not only this, but when believers gather they become a holy temple in the Lord. Our buildings are not the church, but the gathering of believers is the church. A chapel without people is just a building. So instead of saying, let's go to church, we can firmly say, let's go be the church, or let's go and join the church. And when we think of the church as something you're part of, and something that you are, we realize that being the church requires effort and time. We don't just go to church, but we are active members of the church, the body of Christ. So, how are we the body of Christ? How do we participate in corporate worship? Let's look at Acts 2, verses 40 to 47. And in many other words, he, and this is Peter, bore witness and continued to exhort them, saying, Save yourselves from this crooked generation. So those who received his word were baptized, and they were added that day about 3,000 souls. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship to the breaking of the bread and prayers. And all came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, 
praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. This is a beautiful picture of the church right after Jesus ascended to heaven. And through this passage, we learn three main ways we can be the church and be a part of the corporate aspect of worship. So the first one is that we actively participate in corporate worship when we gather to listen to the teaching of God's word and when we share the good news with others. Through evangelism, we share the gospel to those who are lost and prayerfully we approach them with the hope that they would turn to the Lord, receive forgiveness and submit to the Lordship of Christ. And also, evangelism gives the opportunity to those who are saved to fulfill their part of the Great Commission and be also disciple makers. And through the teaching of the word, followers of Christ are reproved, corrected, and through the word, their minds are transformed so they can live in a way that reflects Christ. Also, being part of the church allows you to have accountability within fellow believers in the teaching of the word, because when we get to hear the word together, we can also follow up with each other and see if we are understanding and if we are seeking to live out what we have learned. The second one is that we actively participate in corporate worship when we sing together, when we pray, when we give when we take the Lord's Supper together, and when we also witness baptisms. Not only our personal time in the Word and prayer is a way to worship God, but also with the fellowship with other believers, we are encouraged and we are exhorted into holy living. We also see the reality of the body of Christ and see the family of God coming together to praise the Lord. In Colossians 3.16, Paul encourages the church to let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. In Hebrews 10.25, the Hebrews are admonished to not forsake the gathering since it brings encouragement to the believer's spiritual walk. And also, in corporate worship, believers have the opportunity to participate in the Lord's Supper and the public testimony of their faith. And thus, they follow Jesus' example and they are being obedient to his commands. And the third one is that we actively participate in corporate worship when we care for others' needs and we put to use the spiritual gifts that God has given us. Through service, believers have the opportunity to show their love for one another and use their gifts given by the Holy Spirit to strengthen the body whether it is through teaching, hospitality, giving, leading, and other gifts, we know that God uses his people to spread the gospel and to show his love and his truth through them. In the passage of Acts, we see a selfless community who lives out the thoughts in Romans 12, when Paul says that our spiritual worship is seen in our hospitality, in our genuine love, in our zealous service to the Lord, and also in our selflessness towards others' needs. So what does this mean for us? First, thinking of worship as a corporate action makes us more aware of the importance of community 
and the great family the Lord has given us. It also allows us to become active participants in the church instead of inactive spectators. We no longer go to church, but we become the church. We are encouraged to use our gifts and be attentive to others' needs. We are challenged in our preferences, and we have a perfect opportunity to die to ourselves for the sake of the gospel. When we understand worship as a corporate activity, we understand that when the church gathers, believers are actively worshiping the Lord by responding together to the truth of the word of God with their mind's attention and their heart's affections. Whether it is through singing, preaching, praying, serving, giving, baptizing, or participating in the Lord's Supper, believers engage in transformational worship by being obedient to the Word of God and sacrificing their time to serve others and making God's love visible. The church gathers to exalt Christ to make the Father visible, and to be transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit through the revelation of God's Word. And this is why worship is a corporate response as well as a personal response. And we have arrived at the end of this last episode on defining Christian worship. In our next episode, we will conclude our defining Christian worship season with some last thoughts. But for now, let me leave you with some questions for you to think about this week. The first one is, would you consider yourself an spectator or an active participant at your church? And I also want you to think why. Why would you consider yourself an spectator or why you, would you consider yourself an active participant? The second one is, what are some ways you are putting or you could put your spiritual gifts to use. And if you don't know what the Lord has called you to do, I would encourage you to reach to your pastors, to your community groups, to your small group leader, and just ask, hey, how can I find out what the Lord has equipped me with? The third one is, how has your fellowship with other believers shaped your faith? And then the fourth question is, thinking back, to the beginning of this season. How has your understanding of worship changed? You can find all these questions in the description below, and we will be sharing recaps on the episode and the questions through our social media platforms. And if you want to share your answers to these questions, either through our Instagram account, you can put a comment in there, you can also put a comment here, or you can also message us through our website or through our Instagram account. We would love to hear your thoughts and hear what the Lord has sought you through this season. And if you haven't, please go ahead and check our website. It's livingonthealtar.com. You will find all the information about these episodes. You will find all the sources behind them. And you can also find our social media handle there and our contact information. Thank you so much for embarking on this journey with me and thank you for listening and opening your hearts to the Word of God. This was another episode of Heart Meets Mind by Living on the Altar. <laughs>